Hey, if you're an OG of the channel, we're talking two and a half, maybe three years ago, this view may look similar. Uh, today we have some family things going on in the morning, so I will be doing my daily financial news right from here, just outside my home. Do me a favor, if you're watching this, let me know if you can hear the sound. I'm trying to use these Apple earbuds and uh, I have no idea if they're working or not. So if you can hear me, give me a thumbs up or something, that would be wonderful. Uh, I'm going to assume you can until you tell me you can't hear me. So thank you for that. First, we got to congratulate Kenny. Kenny, thank you very much uh, for doing all the work. Your card will be going in the mail. I'm going to drop it in the mailbox right over there. Uh, so thank you guys for letting me know about the sound. I greatly appreciate it. When I look at the daily financial news this morning, and again, this is something I do regardless of what's going on, right? We have some family things that will take me away at eight o'clock. I still get up, still read what's going on. That is the kind of daily discipline I am known for. How should I start this? I guess we'll start at the top. So when I look at the daily financial news this morning, we got to talk about the Fed presidents. The Fed presidents are talking this week, just like I told you they would. This one from uh, the Atlanta Fed president, Raphael. Yeah, Raphael Bostic. Uh, he is out talking about uh, the Fed potentially having three to four rate hikes. He thinks that uh, a half a point could be justified. Uh, but he needs to see more economic data. For me, this means tomorrow. Tomorrow's CPI data, data says 7.4%. That's what I'm calling for tomorrow. Let's see what happens. Again, these would be highest readings since the 80s. And frankly, I think anything over seven locks the Fed into a 50 basis point move in March. The biggest concern I have is not the Fed stopping the taper. That's a lock for March. It isn't even raising rates. I mean, because come on, we're going to raise rates from zero to a quarter, a half, maybe a full point by the end of the year. Folks, do you realize at the end of 2019, we were at, I think it was one and three quarters. So these small raises aren't going to destroy anything. What is unknown, what we must watch, what scares me, is the Fed reducing its balance sheet, currently sitting at about $9 trillion. We've seen this movie before, 2018, Q4. I had just retired. I think I've been retired like 10 months, maybe eight months. The Fed raised rates, tapered half a billion, just half a billion. Now that's a lot of money, but when you're talking about 9 trillion and potentially uh, going down 2 trillion this year, that's a 4X. The Fed engineered a housing slowdown. Transactions stopped. People got scared. The stock market went down. It's going to get messy, is my fear. Is, there was a white paper that the Fed published about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago. It was hard, if not impossible, to read. Basically, what I took away with it is they have no idea what they're doing. They have several guesses. They have several opinions. But yeah, that shrinking of the $9 trillion balance sheet has me concerned. Peloton CEO, right? There was hope last week, Friday, maybe Monday. Peloton would be sold. Apple, Amazon, someone. Well, the new CEO is in place and he's saying, I'm here for the comeback story. This gentleman didn't have to work. 
he did not come back, in my opinion, to sell the company. So if you were playing the stock for a acquisition, a fallen angel, I'm thinking this one, uh, at least for a little while, is going back on the shelf, and he's going to take a run at it. He doesn't want to be his reputation for uh, selling Peloton, in my opinion. We shall see. Yum Brands, we're starting to get some interesting earnings. Yum Brands, if you don't know who they are, they're the parent of Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. Uh, they had interesting earnings, but for me, it's all about inflation. They indicated that in supply costs, which is inflation, is hurting margins. All business lines saw shrinking margins. As someone who's had these discussions in businesses before, what I can tell you is coming at Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut, price increases. Those three companies will pull a Chipotle and raise prices 7 to 10 to 11, 12%. Companies can shrink margin for a little bit. They're in the business of making profit, and they will absolutely raise prices. Chipotle, speaking of Chipotle. Another great earnings. They highlighted that they are in a luxurious position where they can raise prices and customers do not turn away. They are so confident that they indicated in the conference call that more price increases are coming this year. Again, remember we talked about Chipotle when they raised the minimum wage, I think it was to $15. And then all oh, about 10 days after that, they had to raise prices of your burrito bowl. Again, rising wages. Wising wages, whether it is a fast food worker, a tech worker at Amazon or Wall Street, it is here. Go get yours. If you're not getting a 5% raise this year, you are falling behind. And I would argue if you're not getting an 8 or 10% raise, you are falling behind. So go get yours. Lyft reported what I'll call disappointing numbers. Rides are down, uh, although they made profit because rides were longer. But again, these are interesting times. In phase, beat expectations. Uh, they're a battery manufacturer. Uh, 73 cents versus 58, but again, highlighting cost of supplies. So again, all of these are coming. I forgot how hard it is to hold this phone steady. Oh. Container store beat top and bottom. Again, good Q4, but lowered guidance. And online sales tumbled 36% year to uh, year, year, year to year. Sorry, need more coffee. Reynolds Consumer Products missed on revenues, beat on bottom, but again, gave weak forecasts. The consumer, right? You could think of Reynolds sort of like uh, Campbell's Soup, right? Where you bought it all, you stored it up, and now you don't need anymore. That's what I'm seeing. Home buyer demand, purchase demand, purchase mortgage, purchase apps, down 10% week on week, down 12% year on year. Refi demand down 7% week on week, and 52% year on year. Obviously, on the purchase side, a lot of that is going to be about supply. Refi, it's coming, folks. We are going to see a big crash in refis. I'm thinking if it doesn't exceed 70% here in the next 60 days, I don't know what happened. U.S. Steel, opening up a significant FAB, I believe they call it is breaking ground on a $3 billion steel mill just outside of Memphis. Interesting. 
Looks like there is increased incentive. Even Nancy Pelosi is talking about banning stock trades for members of Congress. Kind of disingenuous because isn't she on her way out? Or retirement, I should say. What, what it is for me is I want to know the penalty. If the penalty is a couple hundred bucks and a slap on the wrist, who cares? I want to see them lose their jobs. Right? If you're there for the people, then be there for the people. Not to lie in your pockets. Something that I have been thinking about and I'm trying to do some research on is the middle class. Like what is the middle class? And it's interesting. We use that phrase so often, but it is not really, there's no real statistics. So I'm going to do some more research, but these are the ones that I found this morning. The median, and again, it's really weird. The median income, which is not really middle class, but the median income, family income is $79,900. Kind of top line revenue, right? Uh, average debt, $145,000. That's all debt, including mortgages. Credit card debt for the average, again, middle class in this example, $8,000. Auto loan, twenty-one grand, And student loans, $39,000. On top of that, total consumer debt is estimated to be 18,000, 18,000, 18.5% of after tax income. So if your net is $2,000, what does that mean? That means about $400 of that is going to consumer debt payments. We need to think about what the middle class is. A lot of people think you get out of the middle class when you're worth a million bucks or whatever. It's not a net worth thing. For me, the middle class, you know, needs a job. You need to sell some hours. We need to talk about what we can do to get some of our time back. Wouldn't be great if maybe we had to work 20 hours a week to pay our bills and the other 20 is for saving or investing. These are things that I'm thinking about and we'll do some more research. And then finally, the Silicon Valley. It is very clear that the Silicon Valley is at an interesting point. About six or eight weeks ago, I reported that VCs are increasingly funding technology companies not in California, Texas, Miami, for example. On top of that, we are starting to see senior leaders at you know the big tech companies leave for Web3, Web Web3.0, yeah, whatever crypto, and other initiatives out of California. The Silicon Valley is a ridiculously expensive real estate market. If we are going to continually have these insane prices, we need to, uh, what do we do? We need to bring back engineers, computer scientists, and all of those things. If we miss a generation, it will start to crumble. And California's leadership will feel the pain because if you don't know, I think it's like 13% of Californians pay most of the taxes. And if those people leave, it is going to be a lot of pain. So again, California leadership, Newsom, you need to pay attention. You have uh, made some interesting decisions that is now pushing people away. And unfortunately, it's the people that you can't have leave. It's the ones that are paying all the taxes. So again, hope you have a wonderful day. I will be back in the office tomorrow. I do have some pre-recorded videos that are coming out today. So there's a lot of content still coming on one rental at a time. Have a wonderful day. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.